Hello, everyone, and welcome to a, another episode of the SDGC Files. This is episode five. We're going to be talking about um, the latest in the series of UFO sightings, uh, which I believe is a octagonal object with strings. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> that's the, that's the other that, podcast. Oh, that's the secret podcast. Okay, that y- y'all aren't ready for that one yet. Uh, what's up? This is episode five of The Last of Us um, here on SDGC After Hours. We're going to be talking about... Uh, the most recent episode, Endure and Survive, which which aired a couple days early um, due to uh, s- some kind of popular sports thing. I don't know. Uh, so it means a little bit of a wait, uh, a longer wait for the next episode. But I think we're going to be posting this at the same time we usually do. Middle of the week. So hello, everyone. Uh, of course, I'm Jeff here as always. And uh, tonight we've got Justin and Sam on the show. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm great. doing pretty well. Yeah. So... You know, let's let's get into it. Um, I think there was a lot of anticipation for this episode just coming off episode four. We talked about it at the end of our, our last recording. We kind of we basically figured where this was going to end. We didn't quite know how they were going to get there. Um, I, I think it's probably best if we start uh, at the beginning. Um, I think uh, well, we're going to get I, I want the second piece to kind of be about Kathleen and and her deal because I think we've got I know especially Sam and I for sure have a few things to say um on that one but I want to start with Henry and Sam um so we they got revealed at the end of episode four and this episode opens with a a decent amount of screen time for them that you don't really get in the game uh because you're basically you're only seeing their interactions with with Joel and Ellie I liked seeing a little bit more of them and there were some interesting changes to to Sam's character, uh, for one, he's he is now um, deaf or hard of hearing in the show, and he is, uh, I believe, eight years old. Whereas in the game, I think he was close to Ellie's age. It didn't seem to change the dynamic too much, but uh, just curious, your thoughts, uh, your guys' thoughts on kind of getting a little bit more time with those characters by themselves in the opening, and and uh, I guess the slight changes to the characters. Uh, do you mind if I just jump in on this real Go quick, Justin? It. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so really quick, I, I love this depiction of Henry and Sam. Like, I mean, I like Henry and Sam in the game, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed their story. And, I mean, it's very bittersweet, obviously, with what happens later. But for me in this, I think that focus in the first, like, what, 10 minutes, 12, 15 minutes, something like that, where it's just them in the opening of this episode was really needed, considering mm-hmm. where their story goes. And it kind it's it's another, like, microcosm, almost... Bear with me on this for a second. Not to the same extent of Bill and Frank, but a similar vein of, hey, we're going to pull away from Ellie and Joel in the main path right now, and we're just going to show you the lives of these other two people mm-hmm. who are going through this world, the same as our main characters, the same as our main cast. And and I really like them. Mm-hmm. I, I really like them. You mentioned that Sam is a little younger here. I think that played into the vulnerability aspect a yep. bit more Ellie's more like a, a bit of a big sister mm-hmm. kind of I guess in the brief time that they have together um Henry is a little I think more unsure of himself in this version he's not yep. as experienced as the version of Henry we see in the game but and I think that worked to the show's credit mm-hmm. it's a it's a nice foil like you don't need two Joels I think it's a nice contrast exactly and like he even tells Joel like uh, I think he backtracks on that a little bit uh where he said he hadn't killed someone before but like uh you know basically he um yeah, he tells Joel, like, I'm not like you, so you do your thing, and I'm going to do my thing, and we'll work together. And I, I agree. I, I think it was an excellent change. How about you, Justin? Yeah, I, I really I really like this take on Henry and Sam. And and 
it's great because I think both the game and show versions are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love them in both, and like I don't think I prefer one over the other. I think it was just another example of something that had to be a little different for how a TV show flows. Um, I, I thought the casting was great too. I oh, really liked both. Sure. Um, both both Henry and Sam's actors. Like again, like the casting has been really really mm-hmm. strong. Um, Henry was great, which is like excellent. Like all the casting, this is great. But I I always find I really appreciate the talent in some of these really young actors because no disrespect, like, you know, child acting can be so hit and miss and acting is hard, right? Especially playing a deaf character where all the work has to come from your facial expressions and kind of your body language. Uh, so the, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know offhand the, um, the actor's name who plays Sam, but he was phenomenal. I was very impressed. Well, there was actually, so there was one clip i saw from an interview with him that was actually really cool um he mentioned his favorite superhero is miles morales oh man love it the voice actor uh the uh, the actor that Mm -hmm. played sam in the game is miles in the insomniac games that's great that's great that love it yeah i love all that stuff that's that's so cool so yeah i i I Mm -hmm. love stuff like that so that so that 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 was really cool to see also like you know that kind of Mm -hmm. you know that through line between the actors that have portrayed Sam, which is really cool. And I think it, it really establishes um, kind of, you know, their motivations, why, like why they need to get out. They basically ran out of food. Um, but also it, it just, again, it, it builds that relationship between them. And it, you know, I, well, we'll get into the end of the episode, obviously. But like um, those big moments hit harder when you've had that time to establish the characters uh and really get to feel like you know them. And you can't necessarily do that in the time when uh, they're just with, you know, two or three other people and just kind of reacting and, and, you know, moving the plot forward. So it's nice to get that, that standalone time with them for sure. So after I guess, I guess this, um, you know, then it's pretty straightforward. They're, they're hanging out with, with Joel and Ellie, they have a little meal together uh, and then they start planning out their escape. But then we get a decent chunk of time with Kathleen again, and we talked about it a lot on the last show. I'm I'm really trying hard to say like I really did come in with an open mind. I think we all did. And same, I, I'm saying I'm just disappointed to say it it didn't change my mind. It basically went where I thought it was going, which was like kind of a nothing burger. And it's still everything I said before. I just I'm not buying I, I feel like this is I feel like what they're trying to do with Kathleen's character is say this is a normal person um that was kind of turned just like turned into a monster turned into this rage and grief um by what happened to her brother and the betrayal and i appreciate that on paper i did not buy her as intimidating um i didn't feel like they developed her story well enough i just none of it worked for me and i i just i hate to be such a bummer on this one particular topic but it's uh i just think it's it's a rare another rare whiff in the show I think I'm with me, you. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Justin, please. I think for me, it more just felt like a story that really needed a lot more time to be fleshed out to really have any kind of impact. But mm-hmm. since it was just like a beeline story in two episodes, um, it yeah. just didn't get enough time to get fleshed out well to be particularly interesting or satisfying. She gives um, like a one minute speech about how her brother was a good guy and he wouldn't like what she's become. Yeah. And like. Okay, and, and, and I mean, they, they definitely are trying to set up some parallels, like, yeah. thematically with part two and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get what they were going for. It just, 
Um, and, and I actually do appreciate that they didn't choose somebody that was going to be super intimidating in the role. Um, I, yeah. I, I think it worked for what they were going for. I just think they just didn't have enough time to fully flesh out what they wanted to do with it. Like, and I, I've caught myself thinking this a few times, but like, I almost wish there was just like one more episode in this uh-huh. season. Um, they just easily to kind of flesh out some, 10 for sure. Yeah. Just to flesh out some of this like middle stuff, um, potentially had some more, but like, it, it wasn't like a huge yeah. deal for me. It was just, I was just kind of, you know, neutral on it and it wasn't like it took up a huge portion of the episode time and stuff so i I I don't really have strong feelings about it but yeah it just Mm -hmm. it just didn't quite work for me yeah i will say to to their credit um like you said it's thank thankfully it wasn't like two full episodes of kathleen right like her screen time is relatively limited and i think you know we loved um the extra time for bill and frank because that story was compelling and, and felt meaningful um and i think that's just when it doesn't, that's when my mind kind of starts to be like, oh, like I would have rather just spent an extra five or ten minutes with Henry and Sam. Yeah. Or, I, I think what it is. I did enjoy on I, what. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. Oh, I was just going to say, I think even more so building on what y'all are saying, I think because so much of the show is so bloody good and yep. setting such a high bar, it makes those rare whiffs, even if they are mild mm. critiques, stand out all the more so. Th- that's the yeah, thing, like, and that's what I meant with like the Walking Dead reference before. It's like, I don't mean it literally like that. It's just like this one little bit of the show doesn't quite feel at the same level as yeah, the rest of it. Yeah. Even the writing, even the script, and I don't know if it's the delivery, it's just like some of the lines i'm just like oh that's like a little it's I, yeah i also felt like because she was you know had perry on screen with her and i felt he had so much of a presence i well. agree i love big time um, he, big time he, yeah he kind i think i think he kind of over overshadowed her mm-hmm. which is unfortunate because i get what they were going for like he's the enforcer and she's you know the brains yeah. behind it like but like I mean, and also, you know, just as a fan of the games, like, oh, that's the actor that plays Tommy. It's cool that he got, sure. you know, this this role in the show. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, but also, like, because we never got to meet her brother, like, we didn't get, like, a whole build up with, mm-hmm. like, you know, what happened between, you know, Henry and her brother and stuff like that. It was just like, you know, she just... Mm-hmm. She just told us that that stuff happened, and we 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 didn't really get to feel it and experience experience it the way I would have liked to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, same like you said. It's it's not a huge deal. It's not a huge chunk of the time. I don't have a lot more to say about it either. It's just uh, I think we're all kind of on the same page. It's just it stands out more. What like like Sam said when the rest of the show, um, is kind of such a high quality. Yeah, like I. It, like it wasn't bad it was just yeah. fine yeah but like everything else was excellent so but a, a six out of ten scene feels yeah. like a step down coming from like you know nine and, t- and ten out of ten i think i think that's exactly that's where we're at uh but th- thankfully it doesn't last too long i think uh from there we moved to the tunnels and i could kind of see two sides to this i could see people being disappointed that uh you know and i we heard about this i think a little bit about the show in general when the reviews came out it's it's definitely lighter on the action than the game is all, you know, partially because you're not going to spend an hour sneaking around with bricks and bottles, um, but it, because they want to focus on the characters in the story, I could see people being let down that there, there wasn't uh, really an encounter in the tunnels. But I think given that um, I mentioned the last episode, I love the suburbs in the game and I wanted that downtime and that relationship between Ellie and Sam, they just kind of moved that ahead a little bit. Um, and I think all those scenes 
the reference to Ish and stuff like that. I'll let you guys go off on it. But I, I think I'm very happy with what they did in the tunnels and how they use that to build up the characters before kind of the, the really climatic um, action-packed final act of the episode. Yeah, yeah definitely. So it, I mean, you can't you can't have constant combat encounters in a show. Like, we've talked about that before a uh, mm-hmm. hundred times, even on this podcast you have. So, like, that's fine. I think moving some of that stuff from the suburbs to the tunnels works. That's okay. Like, just as long yeah. as they have the downtime as that was what was important to me is like that these characters these four but especially um ellie and sam get to bond and get to like i don't know be kids for a single second like that is what's important so it it doesn't matter that it took place in a shortened version of the tunnels instead of the suburbs that's Mm -hmm. fine and i did appreciate the uh quick little ish reference i was not expecting to see that but yeah the quick the quick ish reference was good uh Ellie and Sam bonding over, you know, reading Savage Starlight and stuff was great too. Like, I wasn't sure if it would make it into the show at all. Like, so, so that that was cool. And also, the sewers were something I expected to just get flat out cut. Um, so it was really cool to see how they kind of combined, you know, the vibe of the suburb section with the sewer location. Um, and like painting on the walls and everything was, you know, very accurate to what it was in the game. So I really appreciated that. And, you know, it, it really, like it, it worked. It was just like another cool way that they kind of took and remixed stuff from the game to work better in the show in ways that I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, I'll about you, I think you were, you were talking a little bit about it as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't have too much more to add about the tunnels specifically. I just, the, the Savage Starlight, I was glad to see that show up as well, because that was actually one thing I was wondering if they would uh, sneak a reference into that. But they got the yeah. joke book in last episode, so it, it yeah. makes sense that they would. The joke book even sad. had the same cover. <laughs> yeah, no, it did. You're right. You're right. Um, it absolutely did. It, it's a small thing, but, you know, I think in shows, the visuals are important. One interesting change is uh, in the game, they sneak out of the city during the night and this, you know, kind of that they emerge in the suburbs in the day and they've kind of reversed those in here. And uh, given the way the final encounter went, I I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you, would you have preferred to see that? Uh, we'll get to that right away, I guess. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just go there. So <laughs> Let's go for it. All right. You know, they get out of the tunnels. Um, they, they think they're in the clear. I think we all knew they weren't in the clear. Uh, there was no ATV chase actually, or, or armored. That's truck a mild chase. disappointment. That's yeah. another mild disappointment. Like mm-hmm. I, I would have, I, I know we'd already talked about Kathleen, but just really quick. Yeah. I would have chopped out three mi- or four minutes of that subplot and just had a three or four minute ATV chase. Mm-hmm. I, I personally would have liked that. <laughs> I, but, I mean, we know. had a big truck chasing them, I guess, running down some cars. Uh, uh okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they destroyed a, they, they probably spend a uh, hundred thousand on that scene, but, um, yeah, it's. I mean, this this scene has been like probably the that was, it was the biggest like action sequence since like since the, the opening, intro, probably. right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I guess you know. So they emerge from the tunnels. Uh, Kathleen confronts Henry, and then a horde of infected, including a bloater, emerge from underground. Well, and, and like I said before, this takes place at night, uh, instead of the day, which isn't a, a big deal. It's just an interesting change. I thought. I'm curious, uh, what you guys think about that, and and like the scene in general can i scroll back can, can i rewind for just a couple of minutes jeff yeah. because it's actually oh. something right before the infected burst out that i want to touch on and mm-hmm. that was the change with the sniper and i thought that was an interesting moment uh, as well it, having it, it detail that to me because i'm not clear on 
What? Okay, so so instead of it being like this super big threat that like in the game, obviously, I mean, obviously it's a gameplay set piece where you're pinned down, you have to move up slowly, and if you blink wrong, you die. It's the bane of anyone playing on grounded difficulty, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. um, instead of that, like Joel explicitly says, hey, this guy isn't a good shot. He misses several pretty <laughs> open shots, even though it's taking place at night. And then when he gets up there, it's this old man who's like clearly in his late 70s, maybe even early 80s. And Joel says like, hey, don't just put, you know, put the gun down, hand me the gun, wait an hour and then call in. And then you see like the, the old man who's clearly very weary mm -hmm. make this decision that that's not what he's going to do. He's and the way I interpreted that is him thinking I'm going to die one way or another here. Yeah. Either this guy kills me because I try and kill him or Kathleen and Perry are going to kill me when they find out what happened. So I don't know. I, mm -hmm. for some reason, that little moment is just sticking with me. And I, I, I don't know why. Yeah, no, it was, it was really well done. I agree. Um, and then I guess, well, the, the whole dynamic. So before, you know, again, just going back to before the infected emerged, the whole dynamic of the scene kind of changes too, because uh, the entire militia with Kathleen roll up um, and, and she's basically about to, to shoot Henry. And like, Given some of the changes they made to like Bill and Frank's, I, at that point I was like, you know, I I figured, um, you know, all bets are off. Maybe Henry dies here. Maybe Sam lives. Maybe they both live. Maybe they both die here. I honestly I could have right. seen it going other either way, and it in the end it kind of ended up the same. Um, but it it was a uh, it was uh, yeah. I mean, we we talked about her character. It was still an interesting change, and I appreciate the efforts they're making to to not make it one-to-one -one from the game for better or worse i i can appreciate the ambition at least i think it's it's this great what this show has done so far is that for 90 percent of things bill and frank being the obvious big exception for obvious reasons and all that it's like you know the landmarks they're gonna hit you know where some of these characters are gonna end up but they're not taking the exact same route to get there and it's keeping us on the edge of our seats in a good way in yeah. my opinion which is, I think, the best way to go about it. Um, how about you, Justin? Oh yeah, I I one hundred percent agree. Uh, yeah, and Sam just said what I was I okay. wanted, I was gonna say about like you know, take some detours but ends up at like the same mm -hmm. broad strokes. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay. So I want to talk about that that scene okay. with the infected. Go. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. have been generally kind of down on how they portray the effect infected in the show. However, that scene was really cool. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's still different from how the infected are portrayed in the game, and I do still overall prefer that, but that scene was really cool, with all of them just funneling out like crazy. We got the bloater coming out, throwing things around. Uh, oh, and the the child clicker. like Oh my god. Doing oh. the, like, rolls and, like, flipping between, like, over stuff was so well done. <laughs> Um, um the, I, I, that, that scene was just a lot of fun. Um, like they, they, they threw, they threw it in there, I think like at the perfect time to have like a real fun action, like sequence, mm -hmm. um, like, and, and it was still tense and everything too, but before the, you know, I'm the train wreck that is the, the ending of the episode. I'm just, I think well, I'm not just finally wreck, cluing like, into this now that I mentioned yeah. it before. I'm wondering, did they switch this to a nighttime scene because it's a little easier for the VFX team? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Probably. And also probably they, they, they had those shots with like the truck set up with the lights on yeah, and everything. Yeah. And that's like really, really dramatic well. visually. And the fire, of course, right? Like everything yeah. kind of just adding to that, like everything is going to shit. 
Uh, I, I love mean, the the truck catching fire and stuff. I was actually curious as to how they were going to do that because it would look very silly if they did have somebody just get sniped and drop a Molotov inside of the <laughs> truck, like NTV. But like that, they worked it around to yes, there was still a truck crash. Trucks and just fire, loaded and up with came, some red barrels. Yeah, and that <laughs> and that and then that causes infected to come. So again, mm-hmm. it was just like a a decent way of reworking. A, you know, a very gamey moment from the show and from the game into the yeah. show. Uh, I also think, sorry, go ahead, Jeff. No, you go, Sam. It's okay. I was just going to say, it's also a fun reference to something that we hear about later on in this franchise in the games, but that we haven't actually seen. We know from the last conversations in The Last of Us Part Two that hordes of infected exist and they like roam and migrate together. So it's not actually that unreasonable to see just a swarm pop out like this. Um, mm-hmm. It's just not something we've ever seen in the game, presumably for technical and gameplay reasons, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what happens after the... Uh... Oh, so... Uh, I... Well, the bloater... So the one thing I was going to say about the bloater, I liked it. That it we I've talked about it before. There's some parts in the show where it switches a little bit from prestige TV to, like, video game. The bloater felt... Uh, I don't want to say goofy. It was like, it was just a lot to me. Like the way it kind of came charging and like, I almost thought it was going to like elbow drop or suplex someone. Like it just, <laughs> uh, but it, like, I, it was, it was still very intimidating. I think effective. It was just, it was different thing, again from yeah. the, the way we've seen the other infected portrayed so well, far. The thing that's funny about the bloater is because they got rid of all the spores and stuff. Yeah. That's the iconic thing that the bloater does. I know. Is throw groups of it spores. It was just like a so big guy So they kind of had to. Do- <laughs> <laughs> so they they, they kind of just had to make him a big boy wrecking yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, no, they they seriously buffed the bloater like physically from the games. Right. It's not just me. He was killing guys in just one punch. Yeah. Oh and yeah. So, and so were, I think that's kind of what Jeff is talking about. And they which, were unloading on him too. <laughs> who's, right, whose head right. did he rip off? Was that Perry? That Perry. was Perry, oh, and okay. I'm I'm so happy because I've I since this show began, since before this show began, I have been messaging Justin on a semi regular basis saying I need to see a blow to rip someone's head apart. I just I need to see it. It needs to happen. So it happened, and I'm very happy that, about that. That was literally the point in the episode where I just. I just actually messaged him. I'm like, hey, Sam, you see the newest Last of Us yet? <laughs> because because I, I knew he had gotten his wish. Um, so, sorry, my, my memory is failing me here. Uh, I think at the end, I mean, again, the the Kathleen death, it, was it satisfying? The the thing that crawls up behind her? Like, is it just another? I mean, the, I, thought, I thought the child clicker was cool. Yeah. Um, and also, it... They they had it recreate like one of the animations that has always sticked with me stuck with me. Um, when you get killed by the infected, where they just are like beating on your lifeless body. Yes, kind of thing. I thought I thought the like, same yeah, thing. Yeah. Just like um, flailing at you. Yeah, just like yeah. just completely out of control. Like I don't know. That's just one of the more like disturbing like things with the infected from the games. And so like seeing that like adapted into the show in like mm-hmm. a big moment, I thought was cool. Uh. I'm going to go off book real quick here. I love a good villain death in, in media. And I have to, uh, I have to just bitch about Jurassic world dominion. So I'm sorry. Uh, oh, oh trust me. I, this is the whole podcast. Now this is four hours long Uh-oh. with me t- talking shit about <laughs> I, Jurassic no, I, world I, dominion. I, just cause it reminded me 
you know, I, I didn't mind. I, I hated the first half of that movie. I honestly didn't mind the second half. It was stupid as shit, but I was like, whatever. I was like, this, I, I was like, this dude, this, like, the fucking, uh, they went back and got uh, Dodgson. For, I'm not even going to touch that. Uh, the mastermind behind it all. I was like, at least I'm going to get a fucking awesome bad guy death with these dinosaurs. And they just reused the Dennis Nedry death. It was with the Dilophosaurus. It yeah, it's be- it's because the Dra- so Jurassic lazy. World writers don't know how to do anything but call back to the old movies. And put up their hands. <laughs> uh, it's genuinely incredible to me how everyone I know who has seen that film has discussed it in such a way that I am never going to watch it. It's not even a bio-fascination thing for me, which usually happens when people talk about how bad a new big yeah. blockbuster movie is. I, I have zero excitement in my bones to ever watch no, it, it, I thought it, I was going to like it. I like fun. the first two Jurassic World movies. They're fine. I, th- I, 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 like, the, I like the second one. Yeah. Um, but, oh no, this one was real bad. Like... <laughs> Oh, I could go on. And it's not even filmed like coherently. Um, All right, like it's uncomfortable uncom- to watch. But yeah, okay, back to Last of Us. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess the, to me, the last big scene in this, and and you guys can jump in if there's something I missed, is um, you know they they've re- they've kind of escaped from the the horde of infected, and uh, as we expect, it's the, that kind of last night with the four of them together. We got a I think a much better scene between ellie and sam uh really heartbreaking where it's very it plays out similar in some ways but to my recollection i unless i I, my memory is that bad i've played the game five times he doesn't reveal to her in the game that he's bitten uh no but in this one you're correct in this one he does i think it's a good display of the trust and the relationship between them Um, it works with him being younger as well and again that big sister vibe that she briefly has here and then she tries to i i can't tell i'm curious what you guys think if she actually believes her or she might cure him or if it's just to comfort him in a time when he's really scared I, that that was my i, I on think it, but i think she was really desperate and yeah. hoping it would do something justin took the words out of my mouth i think she wanted to believe it it's not implausible something. right they don't know exactly the mechanism by which yeah. she's immune and also sure, I, mean, ki- I mean also they're both kids too uh-huh. like yeah um, yeah so, so that part of this, that part of the scene, is is actually one of my favorite changes. Um, Agreed. So, so far because, um, you know, the show has to establish in a different way, like how afraid Ellie is of being left alone, and like emphasizing how often she loses people that she cares about, mm-hmm. and um, you know, they they've kind of had some vague references to it from time to time. Um, but that hasn't really built up yet. And like with where the next couple episodes are going, it's going to become very important very quickly. Um, and I thought that scene just did such a great job of just showing how far Ellie will go. Um, and how desperately she wants to protect the people that she cares about and and how she doesn't want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a very good read, Justin. That's a very good pickup on it. I, I think this is one of the changes that I appreciate as well. I mean, I mean, obviously both are good, right? I mean, I played the game a dozen times. I yeah, see, I, like, I really like, I really like the game's like kind of more tragic take, where you know they talk about, oh, is there anybody in there? And Ellie's like, no, that person's gone. And then it's revealed that he was bit and stuff. Like, and giving but, him the toy robot, like it's, yeah. it's much more solemn. It's much more solemn yeah, for it, sure. But this, but it, I think, different, worked. But, yeah. Um, and so like it did give them a good conversation, um, together. But yeah, the. 
the moment where she, you know, she cuts herself to try to like, hopefully cure him was really got me really so no yeah that, that that got me the, my eyes started watering there too that was and it, like it's like i i knew how it was gonna end i <laughs> i was prepared emotionally but then they were like now nah, we got you again that's like the third time now <laughs> something yeah, like it's that. happened a few times <laughs> they're, they're pretty darn good at it which makes me very scared for how the uh, next few episodes are gonna go uh, one thing I wanted to mention at the start, actually, which just occurred to me now, is uh, it, it relates to The Last of Us. I think we always like to give a shout out to, um, you know, to inclusion and, and diversity. Uh, I think, you know, the show has done very well in that regard, obviously, with expanding Bill and Frank's story. I know there's been, I've seen a little bit of talk, like, we know, there's been some criticism of Naughty Dog with, like, yes, these are the basically the two black characters in the game and they die. Um, I don't like, I don't really feel comfortable just given who I like my background talking about that too much. I'd rather people just kind of listen to the, um, you know, the POC voices out there. I think one thing I just wanted to shout out is, uh, I have noticed a, and I, I notice it, um, like quite a few depictions in popular media lately of like deaf or, or hard of hearing, um, uh, characters we had, who was the one in Hawkeye? Was it Echo? What was her name? Yes. Yeah, and then um, Star Trek Discovery, I think, which I'm, I'm, I love, and I, I've been watching that as well. Uh, that one, and then again with Sam here, and I just think uh, it, it's a nice, it's nice to see more of these things uh, making their way to the screen. Uh, more different it, types, just more different types of people, more types of lived experiences, and it does play into this as well in terms of how he communicates. It's not just superficial. Um, yeah. No, no, it has a and, tangible effect on like you know the way he and yeah. Ellie write back and forth to each other in that conversation. Well, it's and also how how Henry and and him communicate when they yes. you know yes. they're able they're able to sign to each other. Um, I mean, so the Rochester area actually has a very large deaf community, um, and I actually have been wanting to learn sign language um, because of that. So like stuff like this, I really love seeing. But just one other note. Um, if you don't care about spoilers for either games, because this article has spoilers for both games, um, there's an article called um, "And She Was Less Than a Dog" that was written by um, by a by a black writer that does a really good job of talking about criticisms of black characters in The Last of Us. It's full spoilers for both games, but um, mm-hmm. it's a really well written, powerful essay from somebody that very much loves these games and also was very hurt by the way it handles black characters um and she actually had been hired um as a contract writer for a while at naughty dog after publishing that article which i thought was really cool so um yeah definitely and i think it's a good read if you don't care about spoilers because it it will spoil a lot (laughs) it will yeah it will spoil a lot like if you're just watching the show or just played the first game you might want to wait, but um, I'll tell you what, it, Justin. It's great. Send me I, th- that, I think send me that link, and when we tweet out this episode, we'll include it. Um, and okay, yeah, because um, the spoilers, because that's that's great. Yeah, um, it, it's a really good article, and also I think it shows that it's really important for people to engage deeply with stuff like this because clearly it got to the right people. Um, right, you know, it was right. too late to make changes to the stories of one and two. Um, and that's something that is probably is going to be a criticism of them that lasts for a long time. But like going forward, mm-hmm. the right people at Naughty Dog saw that and hopefully they can properly ha- act on it. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't, kind of like what Jeff said, I don't want to touch on that too much in a direct, like, first-person viewpoint. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why I wanted I, to be no, like, No, no, hey, no, no, I get it, I get it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying me because of what, what I'm about to say next. I was just going to say, I do think, how do I put this? I think criticism is fair, but I think Sam and Henry, that story, like, essentially being unchanged in a lot of different ways for how it ends up is very key to the narrative here. I am very curious about what feedback, if any, is kept in mind for The Last of Us Part Two. Yes, I, uh, I, I that, do, I that do is fit. something I'm curious about, and not even for stuff I just agree with or disagree. That's not what it's about. It's just, hey, is this something you are going to respond to? I think that is a very fair discussion to have when that comes up. Yeah, yeah. In the future, um, I I was kind of hoping they would maybe do something different with Henry and Sam, but like. <laughs> It's one of those things with an adaptation. Yeah. It's like, do we make a change here? Or like, is it, it's a pivotal moment in the story. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and it's it, one it, of it the most even more memorable. So here. Yeah. Because like um, what you were saying, it, it, the way they changed it here does kind of sort of prime Ellie more for, I'm going to keep people safe no matter the cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing, um, one thing I was surprised is that they didn't. Do, I thought for sure they were going to end with like the cut to black in the same way that the show does. Or, I, sorry, I the same liked way the that game they does. didn't. It felt same. Um, same. I guess a little, a little less sadistic. I don't. I don't know what the right term is. Like, I, I like. It gives you at least a little bit of a breather yeah, at the end. I, I agree, and I re- like a moment to catch your breath and then the reset uh, and to see like the impact it had on them because I think in the game it just cuts immediately to fall. I think having them bury. Uh, henry and sam and and kind of getting those last few moments i think it i think it worked really well i i agree i like that and, and ellie uh writing i'm sorry in sam's notepad oh, and uh, leaving yeah. that on his grave that that yeah. that got me too Absolutely. that got me that's all i got tell about either do you anything we missed i i just want to say that i did think um you know we did have some criticisms here and there but i thought mm-hmm. in general this episode was brilliantly paced yeah um, it was an hour long and they got a lot, they covered a lot of ground and let a lot of the story that they had to get across breathe. Um, and they got it across very successfully. Um, and it, it I was shocked that they got this much in, in an hour and it didn't feel rushed, mm-hmm. um, or super long. Like it, it felt really, really tight and well edited. I, I really just appreciated that aspect of it i think no definitely definitely just i mean we we talked so much on the podcast prior to this one about like how much they were going to have to do and i think mostly they delivered like the kathleen criticisms and whatnot aside like i i think they absolutely delivered i think they paced it very well obviously the first episode is just a doozy and then Mm -hmm. the third episode is good lord but like i think in terms of sheer pacing and like just discussing the you know the pacing and the structure of it, this might be my favorite episode in terms of how it's doled out. Yeah. I think this is probably the strongest, like standard episode. If that makes sense. Yes, totally. Totally. Yeah. Because the first one obviously was the setup and the, the prologue. And then the third one was kind of that standalone story. I agree. You know, if you're breaking it down to an episode, it's like two, four and five. Um, I, I think we, we all agreed like kind of the last episode four was good, but not, same thing, right? Not quite at that like sure. super high level most of the show's been operating at. And yeah, this one, um, absolutely. Like that's, I think, you know, I, I had a little bit of criticisms about the first episode. I just thought the second half, 
I thought maybe it could have been 10 minutes shorter. That was the only one. And again, I think it was just because of like, maybe from playing the game, like that anticipation of waiting for Joel and Ellie, like, let's just get things going here. Um, but I think same thing, what, what you both said so much, like the pacing of the show is one of its biggest strengths, knowing exactly how much time to spend with characters, how to have that slow build up to like those really big moments. Um, the museum in Boston was super well done. The prologue, uh, you know, the end of the world was super well done. And then this like shit hitting the fan, you knew it was coming. If you played the game, you knew it was coming. Uh, and it, it delivered and it's, it's all the more impactful because you're not beat over the head with it for an hour every week. Um, you know, having those quiet moments in between, that's something the game does so well too. It's not just a straightforward third person shooter. Uh, it makes them that much more powerful. And yeah, they're, I, I got nothing else to say. They're they're crushing it. Oh, so here's just like a fun poll, uh, to, I guess, to sort of end this on, if if no one else has anything. Yeah. With the bloater being set up as I think even tougher and stronger than in the game version, do we think Joel is successful? Like it's it played up to be a big deal that Joel successfully kills one by the end of the show. Yes, like that would be. I can't remember. Is this in the game? Like, or are you just saying if he kills one in the show? I'm just saying, do we think he's going to kill one in the ah. show because of how much they've played up, even right. more so than in the game, like how tough and strong it is? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, I feel like it's gonna it's gonna show up as something to run away from at some point. Sure. Uh, do we do we think? I'm trying to think back to the based on the game again. We're we're trying hard not to do direct spoilers for the game. Uh, do we think we'll get another bloater in the show? I kind of was under the impression this might be a one-off, but I think spring might be the only the, other time I could. Think I think sp I think one in spring could make sense. Maybe yeah, not th two I, like in the game, but one. Yeah, I think I think they'll probably rework that area. That's like the final. It's like the final encounter with the infected, yeah. where there's like three bloaters or something oh, in the I'm, game. I'm fucking stressed just thinking about that. Um, and, and you you're trying to walk through very <laughs> stealthily and stuff. Mm. I think they they might have that end up being like a chase sequence leading into like, um, the hospital yeah. and stuff. Right. For sure. That, that that's what I'm thinking. That's my sure. prediction. But I, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I I don't think Joel will kill a bloater. If he does, absolutely. That is a that is a fucking accomplishment. I don't even know. I'm guessing he would blow it up. You got. I'm. I'm thinking. You got to use fire. You got to like oh, burn yeah. the fungal plates off. Mm -hmm. I. I in my head, I just pictured it wouldn't fit with the tone of the show at all. But I just want a Sam Raimi shot of him starting up the flamethrower. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying. Like twisted, twisted on the the gas, yeah, turning exactly. the valve, filling it up. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, I got nothing else to say if that's where I'm going at, at this point in this episode. So. No, no, uh, good episode. Yeah. Darn good Excellent. episode. And also, like, this was, a, I think, also perfectly placed if there's going to be a longer break between episodes. Um, well, I think it was also perfectly placed for, it's shorter between, you know, the previous episode and this one, um, since those two episodes just go so tightly together. Um, but it's also well placed to be hey there's going to be a little while extra before the next episode so i think that worked out really well i don't know if it was intentional or not but it worked no absolutely i agree well we'll call it wraps for this week uh thank you so much both of you for joining us and thank you everyone for listening um 
Once again, you can catch SEGC live every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And our Last of Us After Hours series airs every week, typically goes up on, on Wednesday morning for all podcast platforms. Until next time, this was Jeff, Justin, and Sam. And kindness costs nothing. We'll catch you next week. Take care, everyone. Take care.